Welcome back to another episode of the 100% Elite Podcast with your host, Jeff Ingram. What is up, everybody? It is your captain back at it again for another episode of the 100% Elite Podcast. This is episode 81. Uh, Now, it has been another jam-packed week of AEW content served up to us by Tony Khan himself. Um, So this episode is going to be a little bit different. So uh, I got a lot of stuff going on. So dark and dark elevation and stuff like that are probably going to get skipped uh they were this week i i saw a lot of cool things though uh varsity blondes uh cutting great promos uh, having great matches uh so i'll probably be checking in on some of those things but uh, i'm working like a dog and i just don't have a lot of time to watch a billion hours of wrestling content each week so I'm going to make sure I hit the key components, uh, the news and dynamite from now on. But when Rampage starts up, it will be like a priority, just like dynamite. So I will be covering both of those shows. Um, but I just don't feel the need to talk about dark. It's a lot of the same shit. So, um, all right, let's dive into the news. Um, so one of the things that's been kind of going around is uh, Andrade uh, is booking whether he wins or loses. Uh, he has a say in it. Um, I don't know how well that's going to go. Uh, that sounds a little, uh, I don't know, whiny. Sounds like he's, I don't, it just doesn't, doesn't make sense. He's just going to. I mean, hopefully he does what's best for AEW, not for himself. Uh, maybe, maybe just don't put him in fucking title pictures. Then don't put him up against your champs until he learns like what's best for one person isn't always best for the title, the promotion, the fucking just all of it. I mean. <laughs> Uh, hopefully, hopefully something changes like that because it's only going to take a couple of his ideas to go sour before that thing gets thrown out the window. Um, other news, you know, Tommy End obviously has been rumored to be signing with AEW. That's just, and then Mark Henry pushing for Braun Strowman. Let's just, let's just back up the truck here. Um, not not the Brinks truck, not the money truck. Uh, like, just no. Get the fuck out of here, Braun Strowman. I don't care whose hands you're going to give where. It doesn't matter. Uh, I, I, we don't, they just don't need that dude. He's not good. He's just a big dude. That's it. Who sounds like he's an asshole 90% of the time. He also like shit all over Luchasaurus. Uh, I don't care if it was a shoot or if it was kayfabe or whatever the fuck it is. Um, 
I don't know. He just, everything I've heard, he sounds like he's an asshole. Um, I don't know. But Tommy End, I would love to see him in AEW. Hopefully he gets a, a great, you know, storyline to come in. Don't just pop him in in the Battle Royale like a couple of the last guys. Uh, the only one who's really done, you know, kind of something has been Ethan Page. Um, so I don't know. I'd rather see him in a storyline. I mean, Christian Cage, when he came in, was a lot bigger uh, than, than some of the other guys that come in the Battle Royale. So hopefully they bring him in in a big pay-per-view uh, style event. Um, so against all odds, Impact uh, pay-per-view. So the Young Bucks help Kenny Omega against Moose, uh, defeat him. They super kick the shit out of him. Uh, and then they help him uh, get him up for the one wing angel for the win. And then poof, Sammy Callahan appears with a baseball bat and a sidewards baseball cap. Uh, I don't know. I've never liked him. He's just not my cup of tea. Uh, I know he's uh, Ohio Valley wrestling and stuff like that. He just, I don't know. He's got that real, I don't know. He seems even trashier than what Joey Janela tries to put off. Like he just seems <laughs> like, uh, it, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get the the whole thing behind him. But Sammy Callahan uh, hits them with baseball bats and Don Callis is, comes down and fires him. So that's probably not a real firing. It's probably, you know, just part of the storyline that they're going with. Uh, you know, people get fired in wrestling all the time. Um, shit, Braun Strowman just got fired. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens to Sammy Callahan. I'm sure he's going to come back or he's going to take on Don Callis or, you know, it's probably all part of the story. But Impact's shit sucks. So the only thing that they have going for them is Kenny Omega beating all their best guys. <laughs> uh, I don't know how well that's going for their uh, promotion, but he seems to just keep running through them. Um, Moose is fucking huge, by the way. Uh, I forget how how big that dude is, but he he's pretty fucking big. Um, so like I said, there's no dark. So let's just dive into the homework. The homework is actually a match that... Uh, I watched recently because I've been feeling kind of worn out on so much wrestling every single week that I've been having to like try to keep up on and do all that kind of stuff like I kind of expressed earlier. Um, and it's almost become like work instead of fun like it used to be. And so I went back to the match that brought me back to pro wrestling and that is Kenny Omega versus Okada and the two out of three falls match for the IW. GP Heavyweight Championship. Uh, I watched that uh, match all over again to try to like bring that fire back. You know what I mean? To try to get reinvested in in all of this. Um, so I started kind of down the Bullet Club run again. All the New Japan stuff, ROH, uh, you know, PWG stuff. Like I've just been trying to get uh, get back into it to the point where I'm like super excited for every night of dynamite. Maybe it's just because I get up for two, you know, at two in the morning for my job. And then you know, dynamite's on at 10 o'clock at night until 12 in the morning. So it's like, then I have to watch, you know, bits and pieces throughout the, the weekend. Uh, because you know, I got, I got shit going on. I got a family, a wife, a job, and I had to work this weekend. So it was just a lot. That's why this episode is <laughs> literally going to be dropping on a Monday. Um, but yeah, 
uh, Kenny Omega versus Okada is the homework. Check it out. Um, yeah, it's one of my favorite matches of all time. So, uh, but yeah, maybe this new schedule of just doing Dynamite and watching it, you know, being a fan again, uh, just doing that, what might be fun. Um, you know, I've thought about taking like a hiatus from the podcast, but I really love doing the podcast. Maybe, maybe I just need to, uh, have Zach come back on, uh, and, and, and really do a great podcast where I can converse with somebody, um, or have another one of my buddies come on, uh, that, that'd probably be fun, but let's dive into dynamite this week, dynamite this week. Um, man, you get the crowd back and then they go away and it's just, it's very noticeable. So these next, I think three shows before, uh, they go on the road are gonna be, uh, they're gonna be rough. Uh, at least, because the fans really, I mean, that was one of the things that I was really looking forward to. And I didn't know that they were already taping shit right away. Uh, because I've, I, it, since I deleted Twitter, I've been kind of out of the loop. I'm trying to get my news here and there. So, um, if some of this stuff is way behind, and that, that, that's why I deleted most of the social media. I just, the shit on there is so fucking wild. Um, just couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it anymore. And it's pretty much like uh, just trash. Uh, so got off of there. So the news has been slowly trickling in. I don't get the direct, you know, directly in the veins type shit. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the no fans. Um, it's just kind of weird. I, I Man, that pay-per-view was just on fire. It was so much fun to go back to no fans. It just, I don't know. It's kind of like that first episode all over again where the, you know, the elite came out and and gave you that speech and then you realize oh, there really isn't going to be a single fucking person. Um but let's dive right in. The Pinnacle showing up in their limousine with their uh uh stick on sticker on the front hood. They couldn't like get a a nice vinyl to put on there or like <laughs> Uh, I don't know, like a clear sticker. It looks like a like a napkin was draped over the fucking hood. It's all wrinkly. Um, but they get out in their suits, trying to look tough after their loss. Um, and then we get Matt Hardy in the middle of the ring, cutting a promo on Christian Cage, telling him he's a piece of shit and he's gonna take all of his money and uh, he's gonna beat him and he's gonna twist to fade him again. He twist faded him on the the ramp. Uh, last week. Uh, so Christian Cage comes out. Christian Cage versus Angelico is the first match. Um, this was a nice back and forth between them. I'm really not big on Angelico. Uh, they had a real technical kind of back and forth. Christian Cage ends up hitting the kill switch for the win. I love that move. Uh, even when it was called the Unprettier, it's fine with me. Um, Christian is literally doing the gimmick that he has he's outworking all of these younger guys and i don't know man his stuff looks cleaner it looks stiffer it looks most of the people who he's in the ring with he just looks like a veteran and it it's really cool i i'm really enjoying his run i can't wait to see him uh versus some of the you know actual top tier guys um but yeah, so uh, Hardy and his whole crew and the and the TH2 guys beat down afterwards, and Jungle Boy comes out for the save. 
so Jungle Boy sticking up for Christian Cage. Um, you know, he's hopefully going to be... I, I mean, I don't want to pull him away from Jurassic Express, but maybe this is maybe this is a good thing. Maybe pull Jungle Boy out of there and just... And get him away from maybe the whole gimmick. I don't know. I, I think it would be cool to see him in Christian. Like, uh, <clears throat> you know, young guy and veteran. Not tag teaming together. But just like in his corner. Kind of like how Darby and Sting are doing. They they do tag team matches, but they also do single stuff. I know their whole storyline is different right now. But when they first started coming out, like, you know, you kind of you have that veteran. Like, kind of uh, giving him the shine. Uh and you know, doing a little bit of talking for Jungle Boy because you know we've we've heard Jungle Boy cut promos; they're not the best. Uh, but Christian, he can cut promos. He can really talk, and I feel like some great storylines can be had with uh, them too. Uh, and maybe kind of get him out of that Jungle Boy, uh, not gimmick. Um, I don't know, like because he's you know he I I, I said it last time. He's kind of been made. He's kind of been put on this upper tier. So if you keep kind of putting him with, uh, in my opinion, like Marco Stunt and shit like that, it kind of not lowers his stock, but kind of puts him back into the same place. I think he should be only working with, uh, you know, the upper mid card and, you know, top level guys from now on. I just think he has deserved it. I think he earned it. And I, I think that's where you need to put him for a while to really build his stock. Um, but yeah, Christian Cage versus Angelico, pretty decent opener match. Uh, after this, you had Cody Rhodes and Arn Anderson and Brock Anderson, Arn Anderson's son, uh, come out and kind of cut a promo just for it to be interrupted by QT once again, looking like Tony Soprano with his bowling shirt and, and shit like that. Um, but yeah, he, he comes out and QT comes out and challenges Cody uh, basically saying Cody is, uh, you, you know, all this nepotism going around and favoritism. And there was hardworking guys like Nick Camarado and, uh, Aaron Solo that could have used the push and you're giving it to this, you know, second generation guy. Um, so they, he also challenges Cody to a, uh, a strap match, which is basically the belts and shit like that. So, um, I don't know which one will come. So it'll be obviously QT and Aaron Solo versus Cody Rhodes and Brock Anderson. So that'll be his debut match, uh, which I'm hoping it goes off well. Uh, I know a lot of people hate the shit that's Cody doing, but I mean, he's getting like the light put on a lot of people that, I mean, otherwise really wouldn't. And he's bringing in a lot of new faces. Um, and trying to give them the stage. Um, I mean, look at Anthony Agogo. He looked great against him, uh, and I think that has a lot to do with Cody, um, not just the other person in the ring, because, I mean, it takes two to tango in that ring, and uh, when one person fucks up, it makes everything look like shit. So um, I think it says a lot about his opponents, but also him, too, and how he's able to uh, pull things off in these storylines. They seem kind of walky, but they kind of always end up uh, doing well in the end. Um, so I'm going to give this time to breathe, and I hope they do too. I hope they don't try to, you know, shove it down our throats every single week like the fucking, like Sting and Darby, man. I'm just kind of over it. As cool as it is, I'd rather see 
Sting doing his own thing, which we'll get into this. Uh, but the next match was Pac, Penta, and Kingston versus Brandon Cutler and the Young Bucks, uh, the Heel Bucks, that is. Um, Penta and Pac are the fucking stars of this uh, fucking match, by far. Um, I mean, Kingston has some good shit. Obviously, the Young Bucks have great matches all the time, but that fucking uh, like wheelbarrow into the Canadian Destroyer that Penta did was fantastic. Obviously, we all love that Penta driver that he does, uh, the pump handle uh, driver. That thing's ridiculous. Uh, Pac getting the Brutalizer in. I thought it was about to be over from there. Uh, and then Kingston ends up leveling fucking Brandon Cutler, and Pack gets the pin. Uh, pins Brandon Cutler, getting the win for this team. Um, and then the Good Brothers come out and start stomping everybody down. Um, and Frankie Kazarian comes and saves them from uh, from the elite Good Bros beatdown. The the big. I don't know. I don't. I don't understand uh, Frankie Kazarian. So he's done with SCU. So they're gonna put him in with like this other faction, or is it just him trying to go still after the Bucks? I wonder if uh, CD's gonna come back because I know on BTE uh, they beat down Ray Phoenix. So that's why he's hurt. Uh, they beat down Mox. That's why he's gone. And now they beat down Pac. So. There's those three people gone, so now it leaves uh, Eddie Kingston, Frankie Kazarian, and Pentagon Jr. left. So are they going to be the next trio to fight some of the elite guys? And we're just going to push this storyline slow and steadily. Um, I don't know. I don't want to see another trios match. Maybe maybe this is how they come up with these trio titles. Uh, get, a, get a couple factions together and tell them uh, they can have a shot at the new titles, uh, if they beat the elite, um, they can be the number one contenders for something. You know what I mean? Just put it in the storyline because I know Cody talked about uh, having those trio titles uh, revealed soon. Um, hopefully by time Rampage comes around, maybe maybe the tag team titles will be defended on Dynamite and the trios titles would be defended on Rampage. That's kind of what I would like to see. I would like to also see like a Rampage title. Um, you know, an AEW third men's title on that show alone. Cause you know, the TNT title should, I think should stay on dynamite. The AEW world champion should be able to go to both. Um, and I think there needs to be a, like, you know, basically like a mid card talent, uh, title that can be just completely on rampage only. It doesn't go to the, all the other shows. Um, but yeah, so this this story, uh, I don't know. I like Frank Azarian. I like him a lot better when he's by himself. Um, so hopefully we get to see him in some in some good matches with some of these guys. Maybe he'll go one-on-one with uh, the Bucks and pick through him. Maybe he'll start with Brandon Cutler, you know, go to Matt Jackson, go to Nick Jackson, or, or he'll go to the Good Brothers first. You know what I mean? Kind of pick his way through and then have this big match with the Young Bucks later on. Um, maybe a handicap match. Who knows? Um after this, uh, they had a little video package uh, from Michael Kurosawa. Uh, <laughs> so Michael Nakazawa paints this picture that Kenny Omega is the hero of this story and that he didn't cheat 
at the pay-per-view to win, uh, that the crowd was cheering for him and everything was hunky-dory, peach keen. And uh, this was actually really fucking funny. Uh, I really liked this segment. Painting Kenny as the good guy was um, some some clever shit, actually. I, I really liked this. And the Michael Kurosawa was a nice little touch. You know, the little chef's kiss at the end there. Um, and after this, we get the pinnacle coming out, cutting a promo, uh, talking about how they accept these matches and blah, blah, blah. Besides MJF, he says, no, no, sir, I will not. I already beat you. You're, you're done with. Um, and then, you know, you get the Wardlow thing too. Uh, Wardlow and Jake Hager doing a shoot MMA fight, or is it, is it still like, pro wrestling MMA fight like are they do do they have to like is this going to be predetermined I don't understand uh or are they really going to go fight in a UFC ring because I don't I, I mean why wouldn't we just watch UFC where or Bellator or whatever the fuck Jake Hager does um I don't know why would we want to see I don't know this is just in in messy grounds here. I don't think this is a good idea at all. I like Wardlow a lot. I think this is probably Jake Hager's idea or Chris Jericho's idea. Um, I think Wardlow should get as far away from this as possible. But then we get the inner circle uh, piping in and they basically total the Pinnacles limo, uh, smash it all up and basically challenge them you know, to another set of matches so we'll see what's going to go down. Hopefully we do get to see FTR versus Santana and Ortiz by themselves in just a tag match. Uh, maybe for a number one contendership or something like that for the belts. Um, I think that'd be the way to go. I, I would like to see Sammy Guevara and Sean Spears really have a, you know, a one-on-one match. Just fucking go at it and really show what they both can do. And I mean, just lay it all out there type shit. Um, I don't really want to see MJF and Chris Jericho again. And I don't want to see this MMA fight. It just doesn't, it's not appealing. I could watch them wrestle. Uh, I don't want to see Jake Hager wrestle really that much. But Wardlow, I think he's dope as shit. Uh, His moves are awesome. He seems... Uh, like an actual big man, like he doesn't bump for a lot of dumb shit. He does a little bit, but he he rarely leaves his feet, and that's uh, that's nice. I really like that. After this, we had Darby and Sting uh, cutting a promo, and uh, Darby saying, "I you know I, I I'm not gonna have Sting there. Sting, uh, stay home. Yeah, you know, just stay home." And he says it like four or five times, and Sting's like, "Oh, oh yeah, okay, whatever." Uh, so Sting's gonna show up. He's gonna rappel down. Just. Just wait and see. He's going to rappel down. He's either going to attack Darby and be like, I, I was trying to help you, blah, blah, blah. Or he's going to rappel down. Darby's going to get pissed and he's going to attack Sting. And this is how we get the the Darby versus Sting match. I guarantee it. It's just, it's written all over the walls. Um, but a handicap match. Uh, Scorpio Sky and all ego Ethan Page. Um and they accept that uh that offer there, and they they kind of laugh at, laugh about it. Um, after this, we get Evil Uno's promo on Miro before the match and the TNT title and what it means to him. Uh, 
I like this. This is pretty good. I really like Evil Uno. I think he does a great job. Uh, I think his um, his work rate has gotten incredibly good in comparison to what we saw when they debuted. Uh, I think he is in a lot better shape. I think he really gives a fuck about this. Uh, there's some people who you know show up on dark and shit like that who really don't fucking care. And you can tell when he's in the ring, he really does care what us viewers, us fans think about this product and this promotion and what what goes on in between those ropes because the match that they had was incredible. So Evil Uno versus Miro. Uh, Miro kind of dismantling Evil Uno at the start of this. Uh, I love the Brody Lee tribute, uh, but it gets countered. Uh, and obviously Miro hitting the game over for the win. I thought he came up with all these ways to get out of it. The tickling, the going back through his legs, uh, all this stuff on BTE that was really fucking hysterical. I was hoping we get to see a couple of those. But yeah, I mean, obviously Miro was going to win this. Um, and I, I, I like the fact that he did it in kind of a dominating manner. Um, but after this, we get uh, Andrade video, highlight video of all of his golden chains in his suit. And that is fucking it. Um, nothing else. So because they can't use any of his other footage uh, because it's all WWE bullshit. Um, after this, we get Kenny Omega with Don Callis cutting a promo on Jungle Boy. And Jungle Boy comes out uh, and tells Kenny Omega that he talks a lot. Um, Kenny Omega and Don Callis actually cut really great promos on them. I tried to cut it up, uh, for you guys, but it's just, it's a lot of this fucking piped in crowd noise plus the ring noise. And it just sounds like shit. Um, that was the one thing about this, these shows that I dislike a lot. They, they pipe up their mics on the, the talent that's around the ring really high for no reason. I mean, we can hear them. They don't need to be doing that. Um, and it, it just sounds echoey. It sounds like shit. And they also do other piped in noise from like other shows, or I don't know what they're doing, but it doesn't sound good. It, so I didn't get that clip. Uh, but jungle boy, uh, puts Kenny Omega in the snare trap. Kenny obviously gets out of it. Uh, but Jungle Boy uh, putting the moves on Kenny, man. Uh, hopefully, we get an incredible match. I think it's going to be great. I don't think there's going to be any fuck-ups. Uh, Kenny always puts on just absolute five-star barn burners with all the great talent. Jungle Boy is one of those talents. So, hopefully, they keep it... Um, keep it. L l let's keep it fair and in the ring. I'd rather see them have a great wrestling match than Kenny do some heel shit to get heat. I would rather him drag Jungle Boy into deep waters, hit him with the the one wing angel towards the end, and have these you know this this great epic match with him and really really show what Jungle Boy can do. I think he's at least earned that too. You know what I mean? Um, just have a five star fucking match with Kenny Omega. We'll put a big notch on Jungle Boy's belt. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm pumped up. I'm pumped up for that one for sure. 
after this, we get Jade Cargill and Mark Sterling cutting a promo on the fact that her revenue in up and is in her marketing is good. And she's that bitch. Um, that's about fucking it. Uh, I don't know where the fuck they're going with this. Hopefully something really cool comes out. I mean, she looks incredible. I mean, yeah. And yeah. Um, <laughs> after this, we get Scorpio Sky and Ego, uh, all ego, Ethan Page, um, the men of the year. It's only up from here. Uh, or it's only up from here when you're the men of the year. I don't know how he said it. Uh, but basically this is the point where they, uh, kind of, you know, agree to the terms of the handicap match and that you're in a lot of trouble and, uh, we're going to kick your ass and I'm going to put you in a coffin and all the things that they have been saying. I like all you go, Ethan page. I love Scorpio sky. I think this is going to be great. Um, Darby Allen can take a fucking beating, but like I said, sting is going to interfere. He's going to drop in or we're going to get a surprise guest that comes in to save Darby Allen. But I think somebody's going to make the save and I think it's going to piss off Darby uh, I think it's going to be Sting, man. I think he's going to come in from the rafters. I think this is the one time that they can really do it. He'll come in from the rafters and make the save. Darby will get pissed, and they'll end up fighting, and that'll spark the feud between the two of them. This is my prediction on this whole thing. It could completely go the opposite way, and Darby could be like, thanks, man. I did need your fucking help. Or he could end up pinning one of these guys and burying the shit out of both of them. Who knows? Um, I, I just think it's I, I think it's the the more obvious choice here. Um, by the way, the things have been going. Um, after this, we get Lance Archer versus Chance Hopkins, which they barely got his name out because Lance Archer came in here and smashed this fucking kid, gave him the blackout, and was out of there. This is dope. Uh, give give Lance Archer as many people to smash as he can to bring him back up. Um, I think that motherfucker should be the TNT champion next. I think he should be the one who beats Miro. He was in the first match with Cody. I think Tony Khan has been doing wrong by that guy. I think he needs to, I don't think he needs to hold the belt to make himself look big, but I think he needs to start beating mainstream talented guys in the ring a lot more because he's a, he's a great wrestler and he's got a great move set. It's unique. He's a big guy that works really fast, really well, hits hard. Um, I mean, his promos aren't the best, but he's got fucking Jake the Snake with him. Give him something. I hope he goes over to Rampage and just really runs house. Maybe they can give him the mid card over there. That is my daughter, by the way. She is uh, very talkative lately. So if you hear it, that's her. Um, and after this, we had the wingmen cutting a promo on Orange Cassidy. Uh, basically they invite the, him to join them at first and, uh, then basically say that they're going to kick his ass. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. I, I'm not too keen on the wingman. I like Ryan Nemeth. I don't like his in-ring stuff. I just think he's got good personality, especially with the BTE stuff lately. He's, he's doing good. Peter Avalon, he, he does a great job. I'm not big on Cesar Bononi, but uh, my heart goes out to him and his wife. Uh, all the stuff that they're going through is it must be super tough. I like J.D. Drake. I just wish he would just be the, the blue-collar badass 
and chop the fuck out of people like he's been doing and that giant moonsault that he does. Um, he he kind of reminds me of that real old school wrestling, like the the old Dusty days and stuff like that because Dusty was a big guy. So we all know that it can work if you have a lot of charisma and hopefully that's what they're doing with him, just bringing out that side of him and uh, going to let him work how he works anyways. Um, so... After this, we had Nyla Rose versus legit Layla Hirsch. Um, there was a really cool spot in this match where Nyla Rose is in an armbar standing up and swings Layla Hirsch into the barricades on the outside to break the hold. That was cool to me. Uh, it shows the power of Nyla Rose, but it also shows that Layla Hirsch can get that armbar in whenever she wants to. But it was no match for the beast, Nyla Rose. Uh, she went for the diving knee uh, on the top rope where she just lays her opponent right on that top rope and goes for the diving knee off the top rope, top turnbuckle. Goddamn. Um, and Layla Hirsch counters it, tries to hit the the Huracan Rana, the Avalanche Huracan Rana, the Super Rana, whatever you want to call it. And literally Nyla catches her, uh, pulls her back up, avalanche, beast bomb, and she gets the pin one, two, three. Um, this was actually a shorter match than I remember. Uh, a lot of it is in commercial, slated in that spot again, it feels. Uh, but after this, Dr. Britt Baker uh, cuts a promo on Nyla Rose, actually, Um so this would actually be kind of nice. See Nyla Rose and Britt Baker kind of go at each other. Um, I know she flipped off uh, or flipped all of her hamburgers and stuff like that. So I thought that's what was going to happen. But hopefully, I mean, I don't know. I would like to see them build kind of factions, have a little woman faction war. You know what I mean? Uh, we have enough men doing it. Why not build like little teams to go at it for a minute that way we can get Nyla versus Britt, big pay-per-view match. I don't know, make it up more of a blood feud. Uh, Nyla's really good at table matches, but Britt, you know, uh, she brings out the thumbtacks. It would be cool to see her in another match like that later on down the line. And Nyla Rose is probably one of those people that she could go all out again uh, and, and do all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. Things are looking up, man. Uh, I like the new belt. Uh, Britt Baker looking fantastic. She is now the number one seed in my list of AEW women. Uh, so that shirt is uh, rocked uh, <laughs> a lot. So after this, they kind of announced like some of the matches that are going to be coming up. And and they announced that Wardlow and Hanger match again. And they actually put the octagon in the background, like a little graphic, and I'm just, I, man, I'm still perplexed about this. Like, I don't understand where the fuck they are going with this, or what they're thinking. Like, is this a Jim Ross idea? Yeah, put them in an MMA cage. Um, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. This is pro wrestling. It's fake. Like, I know, don't use the F word around here, but... This isn't an, I don't know. It just, <laughs> I don't know what to say. It doesn't make sense um, for Wardlow and Jake Hager to have a shoot MMA fight on TNT. Or, I mean, 
are they training for this? Have they, is that why Wardlow hasn't really had any matches besides the big group matches? Like, I don't, I don't know. Moving right along. Um, Hangman and 10 versus uh, Brian Cage and Will Hobbs. Uh, Cage and Hangman, man, they just have Hangman, man. Uh, Hangman have great chemistry in the ring. You can really tell that they've uh, they've got this down. Uh, Their move set and everything, they kind of know each other in the ring by now. Uh, But I will say this, 10 and Hangman put on one hell of a show. Uh, I really like the way that they tag together. You know, the more they work together, meaning Hangman and the Dark Order, I wouldn't mind seeing Hangman kind of have his own little group, like maybe a three-man faction. That way he can go for the trio belts, something like that. And he could steal somebody like 10 out of the Dark Order. Um, you know, and can still do the whole mask thing. I'm sure they're never going to break up the dark order, uh, you know, because of Brody Lee and Brody Lee Jr. And like all that stuff. And everybody loves the dark order right now, but I'm saying like, if they were, uh, the guys would I would, that I would pick to work with hangman because, uh, uh, like how well they work together would be 10 and John silver. Can you imagine 10, John Silver and Hangman Adam Page in a like small little faction. I'll I'll let that uh, linger in your mind. I wouldn't mind it, especially if it gets 10 out of a mask. He has a cool Joker mask and shit, but uh, I mean, he's a great looking kid. Why not show his face? I I think uh, the other guys don't have Dark Order masks. I think it would bring him up as being like not the pawn of the group but alan angels has one of the masks and stuff like that and they always seem like lower tier guys especially when like john silver and alex reynolds they didn't kind of graduate until they got rid of the fucking masks so i i hope they go back to just evil uno he's the only one the only one who gets the mask and i i wouldn't mind seeing Maybe them not completely break up, but maybe have some fights within themselves uh, would be something that would be cool. Like, uh, you know, the Dark Order thinking that they need to go one way and, you know, half of them kind of split up and have like a little faction war. Kind of like how Cody's group is doing now, but in uh, a better fashion. Um, I think the Dark Order can make it funny. They can make it serious. They can make it emotional. Uh, they're all very good storytellers, so uh, I can imagine that uh, it would be it would be fun. Um, I'm just looking for a little bit of a shakeup right now. I feel like we've been running these same stories for a while. Uh, I thought a lot of them would be done at the pay per view, and it, some of them are just continuing to drag out. Uh, and it just doesn't. I don't know. Doesn't feel fresh right now. Uh, I mean, there's stuff happening little by little, but I just want to go back to the old way in Dynamite where every episode, you know, something super important happened to where me and my buddies are texting constantly. Dude, did you fucking see what happened? Did you see who won? Uh, You know, this is at stake and blah, blah, blah. Uh, So we'll see. Uh, There was uh, huge kicks by 10. A lot of uh, use of that spine buster by 10. 
and uh, Ricky Starks and Hook come to the ring and kind of you know get involved. They throw the belt to Cage. Cage gets pissed off. Uh, Ricky Starks comes up to the apron and smacks the fuck out of Brian Cage. Brian Cage gets pissed, chases him into the back, leaving Hobbs by himself to uh, fend off against uh, fucking monstrous 10 and uh hangman adam page so 10 hits this uh ripcord cutter which is a way better fucking finisher than that full nelson submission he was using fuck yeah a ripcord cutter cool as shit um and then followed up by the buckshot uh pin one two three hangman and 10 beat will hobbs and brian cage by the help of ricky starks uh, getting involved so obviously there's going to be a lot of tension rising within team taz so uh, they're one of the teams that are kind of feuding with themselves and it's kind of interesting you know what i mean uh, when ricky starks gets all healed up him versus cage would be a fucking banger of a match sorry if that blew your eardrums out um but that was it for dynamite that was uh that was all she wrote uh, it was a pretty decent episode of Dynamite, but lack of fans now is is killing my vibes, man. Um, I, I did. so to explain why this is so late. Uh, but yeah, you know, two in the morning, didn't get home late, so didn't watch it. Friday, I fell asleep like within the five, first five minutes, uh, and then Saturday we had a bunch of bullshit going on, so I got to watch like another five minutes of it. So I watched it Sunday night before bed. So now today I'm doing it on Monday uh, while the kids are in bed. So uh, I just put the baby to sleep. You only got to hear her a little bit. Um, but other than that, yeah, and my, my wife also has a shit ton of homework. Uh, she's in a lot of advanced classes and stuff like that. So <sighs> life is crazy. So I'm... I know I was talking kind of, I don't know, like a hiatus or something from the podcast, but that's not going to happen. Sitting here doing it, talking about it has already kind of reinvigorated uh, my love for this podcast. Um, It is my baby after all. And I don't know, maybe it's just rough times. Maybe it's just stressful stuff going on too much on my plate, but, uh, Everybody who's listening, uh, especially the people who listen to the end here, this episode was kind of thrown together last minute, so if it sounds <laughs> all over the place, uh, it'll be back to its same form next week, don't worry. Um, but check on your friends, make sure your friends are okay, uh, your family, um, yeah, check up on them. Uh, you never know what people are going through or what what dark days people have, uh, and it's always good to hit them up, see what they're up to, and, uh, you know, give them some, give them something to keep their chin up about, and all kinds of stuff like that, um, yeah, I will, oh, wait a minute, the match of the week, I didn't even push the button for the homework either, Jesus, I'm losing my mind, it's time for the... The official match of the week. I'm losing it. Um, the official match of the week uh, for me is actually going to be 
the final match. Uh, it normally is, but Hangman Adam Page and 10 put on one hell of a show with Brian Cage and Will Hobbs. And uh, yeah, that was my match of the week. Uh, close second was definitely that Pac, Penta, Kingston versus Brandon Cutler and the Bucks. It seems like there wasn't a whole lot of wrestling going on uh, on Dynamite tonight. It was a lot of storytelling, a lot of promos. Um, shit, how many fucking... Oh, wait a minute. There was a lot of wrestling. I take it back. I forgot about the uh, Miro, Evil Luno, and Christian Cage match. I'm an idiot. It's late. Once again, so, <laughs> um, like I said, tune in next week. Uh, it'll be 10 times better of a podcast. I promised you guys that. And, uh, yeah, thanks again, everybody, for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, hopefully, you guys come back next week. Um, but I will see you guys on the next one. So you can call me Legion, but we are many. You are one, we have plenty. You have some, you're taking this so serious. But I'm only doing this for fun. You're walking backwards while I run. Met with doubt, cause you're out done. Open my mouth as I erupt, regretting what you just begun. You're never stopping me, you're never stopping this. You never saw me coming, but you must acknowledge this. So I'll just bring the heat and leave them powerless to try to step to me. So maybe you should crawl a bit. You're